soon. Oh, why do I say that? Because no one, people listen to these podcasts at different times. Oh. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> and welcome back to the podcast. Um, today, I am having a catch up with Victoria again because we loved it so much uh, that we wanted to bring you back another podcast, <laughs> whether anyone else did or not. Yeah, we just <laughs> we just really like each other. So we so I did have a chat and today I'm gonna to ask Victoria more questions because you all got to know me last time, but I feel like we should get to know Victoria more. Oh, I, know. Oh. I know actually I'm excited about these. Some I think some of them are like some of them are a bit more funny, like they're juicy. A little bit. Oh gosh, you're making me go all sweaty. <laughs> right then you know let's let's get so well if anyone doesn't know victoria she's uh the right hand man of training vanna she is head coach and chief uh in charge of uh a lot of the girls i like it when you call me that yeah what chief <laughs> <laughs> call me daddy call me daddy <laughs> <laughs> well we we thought i thought actually i'd start on probably on a more of a like a light-hearted one and then um yeah and then we'll dig a little bit deeper Obviously, most of you most of you know that uh, me and Tori are training for a marathon, which is not long, is it? Oh, it's in like, hang on, one. Is it two, two weeks? Oh my gosh, it's in two weeks. Two weeks tomorrow. What? That's oh. Matt. Oh. How are you feeling about it? Do you know what? I'm really excited about it now. Yeah. I wasn't excited about it because I was meant to do a big run before I went through my working week in Portugal. Yes. And I got really bad food poisoning, so I couldn't get it done. Yeah, so um, So I was like backtracked a bit. So I came back and I was like, you know, when you just like, I need to just get a long run in because I don't yeah. even know if I can do it right now. So I had, I was back in Devon last weekend and I got a 30K in and now I feel much better because it felt really good. That's interesting because that was the tipping point for me and that where I built the confidence that I would, I think there was at that barrier with that 30, isn't there, yeah. that, and I think you know you can tip another twelve on there. Yeah, you've got, another, you've got another, you've got a longer one this week. Yeah, so I've got I've got to do between a thirty-two and a thirty-five is what my coach has said. But in my head, you know, I would no, like no. to. Do, I want to do the thirty-five. But you can do the thirty-five. I'm do telling it. myself it's thirty-five. Yeah, tell yourself it's thirty-five. I think you should do thirty-five. I think I've got to do with like the utmost confidence ever. Yeah, ever. yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can eat more food that day. Definitely. Which is, <laughs> which is the sole purpose of why I'm doing this. <laughs> I must say, just before I ask you the questions, it probably has been the best part of the running. <laughs> it's the pure fact that you can get away of eating so much in one day. <laughs> yeah, I'll take 3,000 calories. Hand it my way. Yeah, and then you're still in a deficit anyway. And you're like, I'm like, oh yeah, this is <laughs> it's nice. I love it. So I think, um, yeah, I think that we should maybe talk about the the running journey that we've you've ha- we've had so far. Um, mm. We've both been training for it for quite a while. When did you start? When did you start the, your training for this marathon? So I started with my coach in January, and that's when I kind of started my running journey. Really, yeah. Before that, I'd done a bit like a five k here. 8k there like very sporadic but it wasn't until January where I had like my solid structure of like two and then built up to three week three runs a week yeah uh, and then it's just been building from there really and it's been so nice yeah have you so have you enjoyed it have, have you loved have you loved to run in I 
have. I really, really have. And I was trying to think about why I like it so much because I think it's because our job is so based on like being on your laptop all day, being on your phone all day, which is great, but there's not many opportunities you get where you can actually put your phone or your laptop away. Mm. And the running, I can't be on the phone because I'm like, it's too hard. Yeah, you're like... (laughs) Exactly. So it's an opportunity to actually just do something for myself, which is actually been really great. And I've really loved doing it. Yeah. And I think that that's, yeah, that's such a valid point in why it's so great is I, I think that, yeah, I I think it, it just is like, so, so mentally releasing, isn't it? And it's, it's just so rewarding. I think for like, for me definitely is like the sense of achievement that you get every time I think especially building to a marathon is it's so progressive yeah and because it's so hard I find it really hard hard. you just feel so like I feel really proud of myself for doing it because I I don't know about you but I would have I always used to say I'm not a runner I'll never be a runner I think everyone says that because the first bit is the hardest bit do you not think 100% 100% like building up to like even just like that 10k like that was yeah that that was hard I think it's because, well, I, I know it's because you're just not fit enough yet. That's all it is, isn't it? Yeah, so haven't built your base. Yeah. Need- Building your base. <laughs> <laughs> that, that leads me on to my, my first um, question for you is like, what's been, the, what's been the hardest part of the running journey as a whole for you? Obviously, I think, you know, put it in perspective to people like we you know, you get, you get told what you're running every week, don't you? You know, that's, this is, this is what you're doing. So what, obviously compared to what you've done before, like Tori's history is, you know, incredible dancer and world strongman at weightlifting. <laughs> so running's totally new, isn't it? What's been the biggest challenge for you? I think, oh, that's a really hard question because it's all been hard I think the mental resilience with it has definitely been harder because it's so different to anything I've done before like there's definitely been a few runs where you you left the house and you're literally battling your way through it the whole way and everything in you is saying just stop just stop um but being able to push past those points has been like really really rewarding but really challenging have you had any runs like that yeah yeah I I, I watched this really interesting video yesterday actually because me and one of the girls Ellie were were talking about she just she went to do her last 35k and and she couldn't make it you know she she said I'm so fucked she couldn't do it and I knew that I knew that she would have pushed herself and this video she showed me and it was it was so relevant it was saying that it's the rule of thirds and one third of the time you will feel phenomenal you'll feel great everything will fall in place one third of the time it would be okay it would be average and then one third of the time it would be fucking shit and they call it the rule of thirds and you know that you're balancing your training perfectly and pushing yourself enough if you have the rule of thirds if you if it always feels good you're not working hard enough and if you know if it always feels shit you you know you're working a bit too hard I completely agree and the other thing is like I think the runs are such a mental thing more than anything and god forbid I show up on marathon day and my head is not in it at least I know I can get through that run because I've done runs where I've struggled through them before yeah that is that's the biggest that the biggest thing isn't it actually I think is getting through that moment where it's so hard Mm. and you feel like you're like I can't how am I going to do this how am I going to do another 20k 
you know because you know that's two hours you're like how am I going to run for another two hours and then all of a sudden you click your fingers and you fuck in at the finish line well not quite but you know that that will be us we will be on that finish line yeah within fucking four hours (laughs) I actually had a dream about this the other night so I had a dream that we were doing it and uh, you would set off and you were way in front of me. And I was like, you go, wait for me at the end. Like, it felt all very dramatic. And I was running and then I see you in like a heap on the floor. And I'm like, Anna, what are you doing? You're like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, get up, there's no way. And I carried you like a fireman through the rest of the run. <laughs> I love that. Your dreams are full of you being such a hero. I'm such a hero. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for picking me up. Any, any time. Do it. Yeah. I have a a bit of a funny question for you. In in what's what's the worst thing that's happened to you whilst you've been running? Because I think why are you asking me this? Apart from today, (laughs) because only because I think I think that everyone looks at runners like oh it looks so great, it looks so elegant, looks so lovely, and I think actually the harsh reality is. It's fucking minging, and it minging. Do you not think it's minging? Like, <laughs> I mean, where do I even begin? I'm a hot mess. Um, Is there any like one thing that's? I can think of one thing from you. I think actually that happened at a nail salon, but I don't know if that's one. Oh wait, hang on. Are we just talking about running? <laughs> yeah, yeah, running. <laughs> right. Okay. So I've got can... another. I've got another one that's not running. I've got another question. Fantastic. Running. Great. Let's you know tell everyone all the secrets. Why not? <laughs> um, so yeah, the uh, the nail salon was a particularly bad one. Um, is it appropriate to share that? Is that a bit gross? I'm oh, going to share it. Yeah, I, I think you share it. it. I was just wondering yeah. if there was any more. <laughs> Oh no, there, there's more. Should I tell? Uh, let me tell the nail salon one, and then I'll <laughs> I'll tell you more. So <laughs> I'm getting. It, I'm bear in mind when you know when you're running, your feet get a little bit migging, and I was yeah, like to look after me old trotters. So there I am, plodding off to get my pedicure, sat in my chair, feet are in the water, bubbling away, and you know, the lovely nail lady scoops my feet out, starts getting the little <laughs> thing out to do my toe. Oh my gosh, the worst possible thing could have happened. She started whizzing it off. My big toenail flies across the salon and I panic, drag my feet out of the water, start waddling across the salon to collect my toenail. Because <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. And she just goes, oh, my toenail. <laughs> I'm just there holding it. That was bad. That was really, that was really not ideal that day. Have you still got it? No. Oh, Oh, I'll put it up for your birthday. Like a tooth fairy, you put it under your pillow. (laughs) You're nasty. Oh, I love Um, it. Yeah, that was, that was not good. Um, I've also wet myself. That was also not good. (laughs) This was actually last weekend. Um, what, you're so, done? Yeah. You wait yourself. Yeah. Not fully, but like I, a lot. I feel like I've nearly shit myself a couple of times. Yeah, that also nearly happened because I tried these caffeine gums for the first time. Oh. Just to give, <laughs> it, give, it, give me a little buzz. Fwah, it got things moving. 
shit. Mm. That's one of the, the, the hardest things with, I think with running is you have to really judge. You have to really understand your, your bow. <laughs> so, yeah. That's it. You've got to trial it before the race. Do you know what? But though, I feel sometimes I feel like I've got it all out, but I'm running. And I'm like, nope, still some more in there. <laughs> and then you like, have a little roadside. I've had a spot. roadside poo, yeah. When I went to, if Simon can hear this, he'll go nuts because he doesn't. He doesn't think I poo. Um, <laughs> the, when I was, I was down in Lid where I was running when I obviously when I was back at my mum's, and it's it's quite it's very deserted, and that's why I used to go down there. And I was halfway through. I think it was about 23, 24 k, and I had like you know you know when you need to go for a poo, and yeah. you are, like when you're running and you have you have got to go. Like there is no, you can't not, because you can't focus, can you, on running? Nope. And you're jumping up and down. Yeah, there I was. And it happens. She's it's like the bridesmaid scene. Something's happening. <laughs> She's really doing it. She's shitting in the street. Oh, God. I don't, I wouldn't even say when I was thinking what my most embarrassing moment was. I don't think that was mine. I, if any guy listens to this, can you like, what the fuck? Have you, have you ever done like a snot rocket when you've been running? Because you get a bit of a snotty nose, don't you? You did. Have you done one of you? Yeah, but you know you see footballers and they blow really hard. So I've seen yeah. Simon do it when we run, right? He blows yeah. really hard and holds one side of his nose, and the snot flies out and just goes on the floor, and it's all clean. Oh. It didn't fly out; went all down my oh. face and in my it mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I did one side really well, and the other side literally. Oh was no! Like, it all went horribly wrong. I was like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could see your face on this podcast because it's brilliant. <laughs> I'm actually crying. <laughs> I would have absolutely wet myself if we saw I that. did tell him. I was like, must not work. Rocket went so wrong. <laughs> I did do one yesterday though, and it went really well. It's really satisfying when you do it. Good. We're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yes. <laughs> That's right. Take that. You're nasty. <laughs> well, I, yeah. That's embarrassing thing that I did the other day, like not gross, but just very embarrassing. I was running up the road and this very handsome man put his hand out what I only assumed was for a high five <laughs> it was to let me go past so there I am high-fiving him as I ran past fuck yeah <laughs> you clean but you were like run past, run past. I'm like yeah woo! heart rate's 195 how embarrassing I love it that's so funny that is actually the best thing I've ever heard that's really like me summed up isn't it let's be honest yeah it is a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. well that was enjoyable I guess that probably um leads me on to what what would be probably one of your most embarrassing moments outside of running like can you ever. Think, yeah can you think of something that off the yeah. top of your head of yeah straight away there's been, I mean, that my life, I am a, a hot mess. I'm a Bridget Jones that lives and breathes. You are actually, yeah. <laughs> um, so there was a particularly uh, embarrassing moment that always sticks in my head, and it was when I was in Aladdin. And so I was, for those that don't know, I used to be in Aladdin, which was a show in West End, and I was a swing. So that basically means you swing into different roles each evening for whoever's off or whoever's injured on holiday, you do their role for them. 
and you you don't really get to practice a lot so there was this one night um where I got chucked on for this new role and I'd never done it before and she does all the magic tricks um and there's this scene in a uh, friend like me where Aladdin gets into this box and Jeannie does all his magic tricks and then out pops this very sexy elegant girl that was meant to be me uh believe it or not um so Aladdin climbs into the box and I'm in the box I'm like what what do I do what do I do so what do you mean what do you do and we're being swirled around I'm like I don't know how to get out of this and he like shoves me across and you're wearing these like very beautiful harem pants underneath yeah. a very very small pair of gold knickers like tiny like thong nothing of nothing on them anyway he traps my hareems in the box and I'm like fuck my dreams anyway before I know it I'm having to push myself out of the box my trousers rip off <laughs> rip behind, and I'm there in front of on a Disney stage in front of a full audience in my little gold knickers <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> I just didn't know what to do. So I just completely owned it. And I just stood there twirling around in my little girl pants. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, never lived that one down. Never. Did anyone else on stage notice? They were literally like eyes wide open, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the fact is if you own it, then nothing like there was nothing more I could do. No one would have ever known that you weren't supposed to be in your little gold pants. Apart from the fact that the trousers were hanging out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Literally <laughs> like <laughs> break. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was I mean, there's been so many, honestly. Yeah, you that are was a hot mess. not ideal one. I love it. That was a great one. That was really <laughs> Thank you so much for that one. <laughs> Many more. Right. What have we got coming up next? So I guess it's probably like us maybe going a, a little bit deeper now into right. some little personal questions. But we'll start with you asked mm. me like what would be three words that I would describe myself with. I'm gonna ask you, what would you say is your best personality trait? So like what's what or what's the what's the best thing about you? What do you think that you bring to the table the most? Because it's good to be comfortable. Yeah, it's and it's. I think that was the thing that I found the hardest when you asked me what was the, what how would I describe myself in three words? Because it's almost like you know, if you said to yourself like you know X, Y, and Z, like Mm. you almost there's that barrier, isn't there, between like am I being cocky or am I just actually you know confident myself? But I think actually like it's a really powerful thing to be able to recognize a big positive in yourself. Um. I think something that would probably, I don't know, that probably I consider myself to be is a really loyal person. Yeah. Um, and whenever, I don't know, I, I will stick with any, like stick by anyone when they make bad decisions, when they even aren't very kind, I will always stick by someone and I don't like giving up on people. Um, I love that. And that, do you know what that's so, I think that's so true. So true. You are, I think that that was um, like really recognizable when me and Simon came to a wedding and we didn't know anyone. Yeah. Like it sounds weird, but like the quality of people that were there were amazing and they couldn't, they couldn't speak more highly of you. And I just think that it was, 
yeah, it, it really was like a testament to how much of a great person you were. And I said to Simon, he was like, like, even he said, he was like, I've never been to a party or wedding and not known people and had so many people like come up to us and look after us and, you know, talk so kindly about you and, and about us. You know, they were like, oh, you know, Tori said such amazing things about <laughs> you and stuff like that. And I think it just, that's like, that's a testament to like, how much of a great person you are and and you and Ben are very similar I, th- I think that you are both very like you, you said to me before haven't you about you know how much Ben you know goes out of his way to make sure that you know he networks with his friends and make sure that everyone's okay and I think that you're the same as well oh thanks <laughs> <laughs> I would I would say one of um your best traits is to see the positive in every situation Oh, I think that annoys some people, though. <laughs> but it annoys people. I only, I think, if it was to annoy someone, it's only because they are unable to do that. Maybe. Yeah, like, it's, and I think it's really great, you know, like, obviously, we run this business together, and in every business, there are challenging days and times that are hard. Um, and I think that, you know, you're always able to come through with, a positive and always try and say like you know even if it's hard you're like we will get through this like we will make it through and it's it's so great to have someone in your life that's just like that like I know that I can always count on you for a bit of positivity yeah I got you girl (laughs) (laughs) I love it awesome okay so next question um is that this one's probably a, a little probably a little bit more deeper so I guess you might give a little bit of background on this place that you were in your life so one of the things that I find the most inspiring about Tori is the relationship that she has with her body and with food at right right now where she's in her life and I think that I find it most inspiring as well because I know where you've come from with that and I know that obviously that's not an easy place to come from so I guess like you might see some background but like my question to you is like what was the what was the turning point or what was the do you remember the day that you decided to make that change obviously you went from being in a place obviously you can explain where you were yeah to making the move towards being the person you are now who's someone who has you know is really you know really positive you've, you've got such a great relationship with your body you know whether you are I've seen you you know five six kilos heavier even more than that maybe you know maybe even how heavy were you when you started with me high 70s like seven 74 kilos maybe yeah and and obviously now you know maybe five or six kilos different which on a girl is is, you know different but in all of those times you're like yeah you know like I feel really good and I I I appreciate my body so yeah maybe give a bit of background first of all like where you were before you know it was when you were at Aladdin no no before that so when I so I went to dance school and they they're really hard on you uh, I think people will try and tiptoe around it sometimes, but really freaking hard on you with how you look. And when I got into the dance school I was at, I was really tiny. Like I was a twiggler. I hadn't, I was really late to develop. I hadn't really got any hips. Like I was literally like nothing on me. And I just, my body changed. Like, you know, when I was 18, I just grew some hips and started getting a massive bum and I started to get all curvy. And I didn't have a problem with that, to be honest. I felt really good. Um, And it wasn't until I got pulled into one of the teacher's offices one day. And she said, look, Tori, you're really talented, but you're never going to get a job unless you lose some weight. And I wanted to nothing more than to succeed. It was all I ever wanted. And I was like, instead of being upset about it, I went into, fuck, she's right. 
I need to, I need to pull my act together. I've been, I've been getting complacent. I need to like, bear in mind at this point, I am not overweight, like no way overweight. Like I'm probably, I was probably still smaller than I am now. Like, and I'm not overweight at all. Like it was ridiculous. But um, yeah, so I just started doing everything I could to get smaller. I was waking up at five in the morning and going to the gym for probably an hour, maybe an hour and a half uh, before I then went and danced for about six, seven hours. Uh, if I ever got a break, I would go to the gym. Uh, if I finished early, I'd go to the gym in the evening and I'd be on the treadmill for maybe half an hour to an hour. And I'd do that every single day. Uh, and I, you know, wake up in the mornings, do hit workouts. Like my poor body was so exhausted. And I started to develop. So first I, was, I had a really bad relationship with exercise. That was, that was really, really bad. It was, I was completely addicted to it. Um, and then I started to develop a really poor relationship with my food. Um, and it started off just kind of cutting a few things out. You know, uh, there was the old carb thing going around back then where, you know, carbs make you fat. So I was like, right, well, better, better cut them out. So I don't think I ate bread for about two years, which is really, really sad. Um, and I just started starving myself to be completely honest with you. And gosh, <laughs> it's going to bring up some emotions, I think, <laughs> but yeah, basically long story short, I developed binge eating disorder, uh, and it was really tough <laughs> and I kept it a secret for so long and it was, so, it was so hard. Um, and it wasn't until I met, well, with Ben. And he knew something was wrong. And I kept it a secret from him for ages and ages and ages. But yeah, he ended up being the person that really helped me. Um, you know, he's he's a scientist, so he can he was able to just help me understand like the science of everything so that I could understand, you know, what actually was true and what I made up in my head. Um and yeah, I reached out and I got help. I got a counselor, I got a therapist. And I just started really, really working on it with myself again and rebuilding it. And it took a long time, to be honest with you. It really did. It took probably three years to actually start to feel like me again, because I was still very much in the performing industry. Um, and you're constantly tested because everything's so based on what you look like. And you'll turn up to these auditions and, you know, you might not be the smallest girl in the room. And that automatically makes you feel like you're a failure. And now I can look back on that and be like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, you know, um, and then, yeah, so yeah, fast forward a little bit. And then one of the biggest turning points was when I was auditioning for Aladdin. And I probably was the curviest I'd ever been. I was, I'd really worked hard on building my relationship with everything again, uh, with my food, with my training. And I was just really happy. I was living my life, like actually truly living it. And I got the job and I realized it was never about what I looked like. And that was a really like important moment for me. Um, and then since then, I, yeah, I mean, you know, you have little things that definitely test you um, on different days. I think especially working in the industry we work in, you know, when you're constantly surrounded by, you know, incredibly inspiring people that are training really hard not to compare. But I think that that's, I can look at that in such a positive way now and just think, oh, they're incredible. Like, but yeah. I can also appreciate what I'm doing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I think like that, I think that's why that, that 
I wanted, I, you know, I know you said you didn't mind talking about it, but I think just to show people like where you've come from. And I think for you, like it's one of your superpowers now as a coach as well. And, and as a woman is because you, you really can explain to people that, like they can get through it. I think it's just in that moment, obviously you just, you just don't understand it. Do you, you don't, you don't understand the clarity. You don't understand what you're doing. And it's crazy that all of that was probably just triggered by that woman's one comment. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. So, people <laughs> I, I think it is and I've I've had a, a couple of girls message me that actually have been dancers and have reciprocated that as well do, yeah. do you do you like like you said there that obviously you know sometimes it's harder in the industry that we have not I can imagine so because obviously you know it, I think that that relationship with food is hard regardless I definitely I haven't been to the extremities that you've been to but I have definitely had points through my journey even you know in the last year where that relationship with food has been so challenging and so scary do you think that you know so I'm assuming that obviously every now and then some of these things may pop up in your head potentially but I think I can honestly say I'm in such a present place in myself now that I can recognize when I'm feeling something like that and understand why I'm feeling like it and realize that there's actually better coping mechanisms to deal with maybe anxiousness or high stress um and yeah I can honestly say that I I, I'm absolutely fine now yeah I I was gonna ask and and like obviously because I think that's it like I think you you, you're never gonna fully get rid of some of those thoughts but it's it's the way that you're now able to deal with it and to overcome it and you know what what are the some of the things that you do for maybe some of the people out there that you know maybe do have some of those thoughts sometimes like what are some of the things that you do to deal with feeling that overwhelming you know so like we I, I think everyone has those emotional moments when we want to reach a food for sure like you know we all do what are some of the things that you do to deviate from that you know because you know that it's not going to be beneficial for you yeah um the biggest thing for me is just giving myself opportunity to pause because a lot of the time, if I ever fell into that trap of reaching for food in from an emotional point of view, it's because it was so impulsive. And I hadn't even given myself a chance to recognize how I was truly feeling. So what I will ever do now is, is if I am feeling anxious or stressed or, you know, any sort of kind of like heightened emotion, I just take myself outside, even if it's chucking it down with rain, and I go for a walk and it just resets me. It just helps me to feel a little bit more regulated again and helps me to rationalize how I'm actually feeling. And I talk about it. I actually talk about it now. So, you know, I'll talk about it with you or with Ben or with any of my friends. And I feel really safe doing that. I think I'm really lucky. That I've got people in my life that I can talk really openly about that too. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree. I think some of my hardest moments I definitely share with you and it's so nice being able to have that person that you have that safety with. So I definitely think that if there is anyone else out there that does worry about those things or worries that, you know, I think, you know, we're coaches to women, you know, I feel, we, you often feel embarrassed, don't you? And I do, so, you know, sometimes when I talk to you, I think, oh, am I embarrassing yeah. myself? You know, you know, should I, should I always be leading from the front? But I think it's always remembering that whoever you are and whatever you do, like there's no better remedy than talking about it. Is there? 100%. That other person can just rationalize it for you, and then you're like, oh, I'm just being a bit wally here. <laughs> 100%. And, you know, we're all humans, and if we have shitty days, it doesn't mean that we're, you know, a lesser of a person. It's just completely normal. Like, I'm glad that you 
feel safe to talk to me about those sorts of things because uh and I know you you I don't hope you don't mind me saying but you sometimes say you know um you know I don't want you you know I'm I don't want you to you know think badly of me or I don't want you to look down on me like I'm meant to be the you know inspiring like I'm the boss I'm like but just you being open about how you're feeling is so inspiring because so many people are scared to do it yeah I think you see you see it as a you you definitely see it as a moment of weakness and I think that's that's one thing that yeah you you I, I as a person have always I think I have yeah I, and I do still worry now like you know sometimes I worry because I'm a very direct and I'm a very um you know I said in my last podcast I'm quite emotional and expressive so yeah. I think my way of dealing with things is to talk and to speak and I think you always worry about the judgment that will come down on you on that because I know that I'm a very I know that I work hard I know I'm very driven I know that I'll do anything in my will to, to, to do achieve what I can but I also have some really, really challenging moments, like, you know, on a weekly basis. Yeah, 100%. But I think that that honestly, like, just shows how strong you are. Like, the fact that you do have those, you recognise them, but you still keep going. Like, it's incredible. Likewise, you absolute queen. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Stop it. Stop. Are we playing right now? <laughs> we might be. <laughs> we might be. You know, excuse me. Uh, um. <laughs> Right, let's go on to our next question. Thank you also so much for sharing that because I, I think that, that will really help so many women. Um, I wanted to ask you, what is your best achievement in life? It's a very adult question, that is, isn't it? I think my, be- my best achievement was getting my job. Uh, well, actually, it's it's so different because I, I almost feel like I've had two stages in my life. Yeah. Because... There was part of me that, you know, always just wanted to be successful as a dancer. And now I can't think of anything fucking worse, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) Now I want nothing more than to be a great coach. That, you know, there's two separate paths. So what was your achievement in your first life? (laughs) My first life? Um, Getting, getting my dream job. You know, yeah, it's yeah. been something that I'd been working for for years. Yeah. Like I had the shittiest jobs ever just to pay my rent. Um is that like I, was that like a top tier of, of the of the dancing career then? Like is that I guess is that is that on um is that like it's a big show in London, isn't it? So it's it in my eyes it was what I'd always wanted was to be yeah. working for Disney on the West End, like it was like my dream and I always remember how I found out because my agent rung me and I was driving back from Lidl I was like hi Gina you all right <laughs> and she was like I'd had so many auditions that week so my head I was like I didn't have a clue what she was ringing for she was like yeah yeah just got some news about Aladdin and you know how she said it in her voice I was like I haven't got it I haven't got it and she was like are you driving I was like yeah yeah she was like okay well let's let's just pull over in a minute and give you sit there Literally sat there in a car and like, Gina, just tell me now. <laughs> my heart was falling out of my ass. So I was like, bloody hell, Gina. Uh, and she rang me and she was like, you got the job. And I literally just, that I've never felt like so happy in my life. Well, at that point, like it was, was the breakthrough moment. Yeah. Like I've been working my whole life for it. And I was like, I've done it. I've done it. Oh God. Um, that was so, and I think that the thing with dancing is it's, it's physically demanding and I think at that point as well like what you'd you know the the journey that you'd been through to be in that position where you were and and to get that job is that like that you know that confirmation that 
you know, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't need to, you know, look that certain way. You know, the way that you were was absolutely perfect to get the job that you'd always dreamed of having. Yeah. It all com- compounded at once. Oh, it was lovely. Um, and then, I don't know if this is achievement, but it was just my favourite moment ever. <laughs> oh, it was just marrying Ben. Oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh, I've got it. I've got it. It'll be stuck with me forever. Yes. Locked that bad one in. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then I I didn't realise it at the time, but it was you asked me to work for you. Oh, I think it's uh, you go, you go. No, I was going to say it's it's just um, I think it's opened a world for us both that you know we didn't know was coming. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because it was it was such a casual thing how I started, wasn't it? You just yeah. like, do you want to work for me? I was like, <laughs> yeah, all right. I was like, yeah, she's great. Love it. And it's just been the best thing that's ever happened to me. It's been yeah. amazing. Oh, I'm so pleased. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah, he's all right. He's all what's, right. Um, I was going to ask you, what's um, what's your favourite memory with me? Oh, there's so many lovely ones. It's hard because we probably share the same favourite memories, don't we? He's oh. really close to the camera right, right, right now as well. I literally thinking really about when, when I was crying. <laughs> Uh, it's not rocket (laughs) um oh there's so many good ones it's got to be one from dubai 100 percent oh yes how did i even forget about them i think one of my favorite moments would have been oh what we had we had just for anyone's record while she's thinking victoria come over to dubai we just we said one day, didn't we? We were like, fuck it, we should have a little little holiday together. Yeah. We had like four days off together, didn't we? And you flew over to Dubai and I have literally it was the best time off I've like ever had. I've never I had a better holiday. It. Oh, I mean, I think just when we oh, do you know what one of my favorite parts was? Is when we were hanging out of our ass <laughs> and we went and did that obstacle course. Oh my god, that was, was so, so funny. Fun. I remember us running up to each other. We had our big like life vest on and we belly bumped and we both went <laughs> flying onto the floor. <laughs> oh my God. In Dubai, in the sea, they have got this obstacle course. I have never seen anything so big. Have you? It, it was, was huge. It was obviously. amazing. Dubai is like supersize everything, isn't it? And we went yeah. on it with the boys, didn't we? That's when my and Simon's romance started. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. And I did that emergency pencil through his legs. Yeah. <laughs> We were basically having competitions. There was like this long straight of like blowed up, whatever. It would Inflatable. Be like a, yeah. Inflatable. Yeah. And then we were having a race. And then we had to, it was whoever could go the furthest on their like belly. And I remember him like jumping for us to like dive through his legs. And I did that like emergency, like panic, didn't you? <laughs> flying down the stream. She was, she was running and running and running to slide. I think you accidentally slipped and you just went <laughs> like that straight into position, slid straight through the pencil. And Simon, from that moment, I think you've become his favorite person. <laughs> This is available though. No way I was losing. No way. It's like every adult's dream to fuck around like that, isn't it? And we went on it when the sun was coming down, and you know, it was just, and it was just, you know, it's those unexpected moments that you don't realize are going to be so good. And we'd had such a good day the day before, haven't we? Like, unbelievable. Amazing. It was unbelievable. It was just hilarious. We'd been to zero gravity, hadn't we? We were dancing the day away with not a care in the world, and it was fucking amazing. 
sipping an old Malibu and lemonade, having a yeah, little we bit. We went back in the evening, what Sagala, and they had like an unlimited barbecue buffet, didn't they? Yeah. What a day. What a day. What a day. What a day. <laughs> That's a good picking of the memory there. I like that. I kept thinking when you did ours, I was really struggling on the spot. And when I was running the other day, I kept thinking of so many memories that we'd oh. had. That I was like, oh, I wish I said this. I wish I said that. What is your favourite then? I can't say ours. Oh, God. Which one? In the later. No, you can't say that. No, I can't. <laughs> Leave it for another podcast next year. <laughs> no, it's a private, it's a private memory. That one. That's my favorite. <laughs> that is my favorite memory. That was gold. That was such a good day. The whole, that, to be fair, the, the holiday as a whole, but especially those two days were, yeah, unbelievable. Moving on swiftly. Moving on. Where is your dream holiday destination? Oh, what a lovely question. My dream holiday destination would be, oh, there's just two that are just really popping out to me. Okay. I really both want to do both. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is I really want to go skiing in Whistler in Canada. I've been there. Yeah. Is it amazing? Canada skiing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah my dream <laughs> you made cho- you can make uh you go in the chocolatiers and you can make the chocolate with them obviously that was the highlight of the skiing trip oh i would love that oh that would be amazing that yeah i would really love to do that and um the other one would be i really want to travel around new zealand uh in like an old camper van oh sick that would be i'd so love to cool. do that one day that would be incredible yeah i love think that pretty cool holiday i mean it's i've never been but it's just meant to be the most like spectacular place ever you're a, you're a bit of an adventure junkie aren't you you're a very you're an active like a very active doing thing so you though you are a very sporty gal that's probably why we get on because you are as well yeah active kids aren't we yeah like, that was the fact, the fact that we got to do so many activities in dubai i was like yes i love activities me too do you know what my favorite thing since i've been here is when I got here, someone put up a basketball hoop outside in the back garden. You've been shooting hoops. You know how fun it is. It's just so like it's such a mindless activity to just give you, you whatever you're doing. Yeah. All right. Fucking loads. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, my next question. What is your favorite biscuit? Oh, I just love biscuits. <laughs> you um, can only pick one here. So if you could only eat one biscuit until the end of time, what would it be? Chocolate digestive. Dark chocolate digestive. Yeah. Your, your contract is extended for 10 years. Is that yours? I love dark chocolate. Oh, yes. Dark chocolate. Well, I was going to say the ones, it's like a digestive, but it's, you know, it's square. Yeah. Half biscuit, half chocolate. Chocolate comes out a bit further than the biscuit. Yeah. They are my second favourite. Very similar to a digestive, aren't they? You know what my granddad used to do with those? He told me that the chocolate was only on one half because you had to butter the other side. <laughs> so I used to butter my biscuits when I was little. Oh, God. Granddad. granddad. Not a boy. Nice? Huh? Was it nice? Oh, yeah, lovely. Oh, yeah, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely. Really lovely. Granddad. I love it. <laughs> Where's your Where's your favourite holiday destination that you've ever been? Like, what's the best holiday you've ever had? Uh, Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. What did you yes. 
we did a surf camp. We went for a week and we, no, we didn't, we went for 10 days and we did like a surf camp for a week. And then we went to this like beautiful hotel for a couple of nights at the end. And it was so much fun. Um, oh, I'd never really good. surfed before. So we just, yeah, we did a bit when we went to Bali the couple of years before, but I didn't really learn. So yeah, we were just like, let's just go. Let's actually learn how to do it properly. And it was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to surf. That's on my, I think, is that on my 30 before 30 list, uh, maybe? You'll be so good at it because you snowboard. Yeah, that's you so will. You're so good at it. That'd be sick. I love that. I love that. Well, I've got my last question for you. I'm a bit well, sad, we can't see people will probably be like, this is the longest podcast ever. What is your death row meal? Oh, oh yes, this is my favorite question. Coffee, food, 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 food. I love this. It's been such an emotional roller coaster, this podcast. We're like gonna be like laughing, in tears, laughing, hungry. <laughs> Gosh, I need to go out for my walk. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so starter is going to be like the best bruschetta you've ever eaten in your whole life. I'm talking like lightly toasted ciabatta, rubbed in garlic, with like the most amazing fresh cherry tomatoes, bit of balsamic, bit, maybe even a little sprinkle of feta, because why not? Yeah, it's, it's got to have cheese on there, surely. Bit, bit of something. Mm. Main is going to be like the most like incredibly homemade Italian lasagna. You've what like something that like pasta. oh I just love pasta. Don't I? I could eat it every day with garlic bread, like really buttery garlic bread. And then I've really thought about this question a lot. Yeah, you, you knew it was coming. <laughs> I feel like it's like a good question. I've like I feel like I've asked it on like a first date before because. You know, you're going to understand whether you're compatible or not, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, if someone's like skinny fries and shit like that, it just... If they're like salad, I'd be like, out, bin, now. (laughs) Steered sea bream. No! (laughs) Where's the good stuff? Where's the slutty food? (laughs) Um, And then dessert is like rich, gooey, chocolatey brownie that's a little bit crusty on the top with probably like a rich oh no probably kelly's clotted cream ice cream oh what do you know what i tried the other day actually reminds me of jersey ice cream what's that they have they have special cows here i think like they do in devon do in devon do you have like do they have like special cream (laughs) i have clotted cream that was exceptional what would be the drink that you would have of that um so i probably have a selection of beverages is that allowed three you can have three, three. Okay. so i'm gonna have an espresso martini because it's my favorite cocktail Ooh. in the whole world like i yeah. just love them um and then i'm probably going to have a coke zero like really ice cold out of the bottle none of that canned stuff like i want the the glass bottle yeah um, and then what's my third drink gosh I hadn't prepared for a third drink probably just gonna have to be who's okay water's probably an essential I would last say last question on that where would you eat your last meal oh, okay so I think it would probably be at the top of the Swiss Alps on like one of the mountains looking out at like you know like the it's like the Toblerone box yeah Up love there. that <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for answering all of the questions. It's been absolutely delightful. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll be back as a duo very soon. Bye bye.
Bye.